that's almost like oh he's dead now and then they drop an album like from the crypt like what the fuck mm. like Andy Kaufman like now they was like oh that's that'd be so doom like oh I'm not dead like I just dropped the album bitch and that's what, like sort of what Andy Kaufman did like that because that was like he was already like running that bit like that bit where he was like the heel like it's funny how wrestling because in the one night in Miami Ali describes why he's doing what he's doing he's like oh this is wrestler this is wrestler well curious like curious George why that gorgeous George that, that, that relaxed that relates back to the fucking wind up scene episode the dude is curious George but gorgeous George he's, yeah, he he's describing himself he's right? describing gorgeous George to, to Malcolm he's like Everybody hates him. And at the time, he was the the biggest heel. Because he knows he can make more money. And people, he looks good. And people want to see him lose. He's like, why, why, why not do that? And I'm winning. So it's sort of like that where, why did I get there? Why did I get there? And then you know the crazy tale about Anoki versus Muhammad Ali. Anoki? Yeah. Who that? Japanese wrestling. Boxed? I think it was like a mix what the fuck and i never heard of this yeah i need to find more information but i've heard it through the last 10 years the fuck <laughs> anoki but why did i bring up that well you said about coming back oh the like, guy. Oh, oh, oh oh andy kaufman he was yeah. running a bit where he was like this guy with jerry lawler I'm talking about that no. not that bit but just a bit where he's like a guy that you hate he's telling jokes and he's like he's heckling you like the crowd like ah, ah, nah. so he's playing the role of the heckler yeah and like he's like trash like he's horrible so like i think after he died that character came out and did a bit mm. because he did it with it was him that did it and i think one of like his collaborators or he's like one of his business partners they were in on it together yeah so they were like this is not funny he just died mm. and we know he's the only one that can do that we know it's him under under the mask we know it's him so how the fuck is this guy here and doing the same thing yeah but it's like that's so andy like they were saying, like he come, they sent out imposter dooms. Yeah, and he would come out. Yeah, there's times where he hasn't done his own shows. Yeah, yeah. so it's like if they drop Mad Villainy two, it's like he just died. Not even like he's dead. How the fuck is this album? Even though it's been recorded, that's the beauty of like music and like art or anything. Everything is done past. I mean, you think about it. You look at a star. You're looking at a dead star technically, or a dying star. Yeah, we're looking at millions of years ago. The brightest star is a dying star. It's like. <sighs> nuts ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages a room with expensive equipment brings to you your podcast champions of the world the architect baby leo heel tiff jl smooth Thanks for the combo. I guess this is my fucking part. Are you sure it's my part? Is it my time to go? It's your turn, Billy. But it's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Bob. But you're Bob. Jesus Christ. I guess this is my part now. He said my name. He said his name. And this is the best part of the show. Off we go. And away we go. I right, so boom. Like you said, we're in a room brought to you. We're brought to you by the room with expensive equipment. And this is the first time. And I'm proud. I'm proud to say this, at least. This is our first recording of the new year and the new year. And this is our first recording. <laughs> depending on, I don't know, you can feel how you feel, want and take from it. This is our first recording and we're not in a fucking 45 presidency. 
Welcome to 46. I hope you listen to the fucking playlist. We out here. Please, brand new. Please brand do. New, brand new. Uh, uh. Yeah, so we're back. I hope you guys enjoy the rewinds. It's us, snitches. Still available for you to listen <clears throat> and the playlist. Thanks for the veins of veinting. Mm. Sorry, uh, title. We don't, we, you know, we ain't got the guapos like that yet, but I do love and respect y'all. I can, uh, pick us up anytime and we'll take those checks to do the show on title. We will exclusive. We'll, we'll take that Joe Budden deal in a heartbeat. We'll sell our soul the first deal. Title, after, YouTube, Westwood One. And after that, it's straight BO2, state, it's BO2. So mm-hmm. lock us down for as long as you can. But after that, we going so Might need baby. to breathe. <laughs> don't get hit by debris. Cause be going up But yeah man So Today I am the fucking guest And I don't know what's coming <laughs> you're, you're not let's, the guest let's, propo- let's propose I don't know what's coming In this episode Let's propose So what brings us here today The Lord <laughs> Lord Lord So here's an interesting topic Convo Idea Bong 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 What would you say The overall premise is Overall premise Cause technically I mean, technically, not even technically, hypothetically, I don't know what the premise is, but <sighs> I think it could be said like this: How artists and artists could be used in different way, musicians, painters, designers. I don't want to. I, I, I would try to avoid creative, yeah. you know, but people that go through a process of making something. Okay, stop right there. Okay, Take, correct me if I'm wrong. All right, so what's the premise? Yeah, you said or. Right? Yeah. Am, am I wrong? And I say, all right, practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah, practice. In a sense. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you understand when we say, hopefully, by the time, if you listen to this and you have the audio capacity, you understand why we said practice at the beginning of this episode just now. And now we go back, we're going to go forward two and a half hours. <laughs> so here we go. All right. So. Most people know we're wrestling fans, and that's a, a lot of what I consume podcast-wise. Fucking nerds. Nerds. <laughs> Shout-outs to the Masked Man Show. That's one of the ones I listen to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take what, what we need from here, which is, you know, they've talked about why pro wrestling doesn't have a megastar in today's landscape, and they've talked about why the storylines aren't as compelling. Some of them, the majority, like they used to be. And that's two separate conversations that I found, like, a tie-in. And that's something that's been discussed before, and I've had thoughts about, you know, why there isn't, like, a draw. And some of my own correlations to it and answering it myself were it doesn't seem like in comparison to yesteryear, I think we're reminded too much of the previous. Mm-hmm. We see the influences on them and they're not taking the influence or what they're being influenced by and repurposing it or giving it its own identity. I like to refer back to the Dada movement where they took the toilet seat. Oh yeah, um, Duchamp. Yes. The fountain. And they made it a fountain. So it completely changed the identity. Yeah. And so much so that when you a look, urinal. when you look at it, you might not get urinal at first, even though that's what that object is. Yeah. So in thinking, okay, if that is a possible reason why there isn't a mega start, there's no original ideas. Everything's been done once in the history of this world, but it's in the presentation. Not the new under the sun. Right. That made me think of someone that does exist now, Eddie Kingston, that I talked to you about. Yes, sir. His presentation. He's very, he feels very new. He feels very 
um not original but it feels like <laughs> something that we haven't seen in this medium is he a f- breath of fresh air and that that too he's a breath of fresh air so having that thought alone and i've had the thought the core thought is how does an artist use what they're influenced by incorporating into their work without resembling too much to the original work mm-hmm. and then that that's where you come in so oh, my part so we know we know unfortunately we found out the news on new year's eve that mf doom had passed away going back to october 31st was that two months yeah it's like yeah exa- exactly two months to the day and then um episodes about him retrospectives have come out and there was another favorite podcast of mine juan Epp is dead it's cypher sounds and rosenberg and they were asking different the return of juan epstein i didn't even know they were yeah. like wasn't uh recording yeah they, anymore. they were gone for a little bit and they came back just a couple months ago yeah or just last month rather so in that they were asking different people that knew doom mf doom or that were fans of him and in there they were talking about how doom a unique aspect of him is he was very observant was able to bring his observance into his music and into his work and also him being in new york something a detail that a lot of the top new york rappers they, they're a little weird and that's not <laughs> like uh an insult but they just have they're, they're looking at things in a way that others don't are looking at things that are not being looked at. Yeah, like they, they all have their own idio idio syncrasies, right? Yeah, and they use the reference that Method Man line, uh, six pack and a car named Desire. Yeah, that was the one, right? They're like, what does Method Man know about a street car named Desire? Tennessee yeah. Williams, right? He's a fucking. Depending on the outside, he's a fucking drug dealer from Staten Island that yeah. likes kung fu flicks. He's reading, right? So there's that. And in the conversation they brought together that one of the reasons that MF Doom is so regarded and held in such high regard because he didn't play rapper. Mm -hmm. He knew who he was and lived the gimmick. (laughs) Like he wasn't acting, he wasn't putting putting on the mask. That was actually him throughout. Every aspect of him was very um, genuine. There wasn't any mix up. And what Rosenberg's brother has said is many rappers today at least this is the way I took it. Like, you see their influences too much. Mm-hmm. Where I don't know if you could truly appreciate them because we don't know their identity. It seems <laughs> their like... Their actual identity. Their actual identity. We still <laughs> see too much of the previous. We yeah. still see too much of who they're inspired by. We, we see the ingredients in the recipe mm-hmm. instead of the result of all those ingredients together. And, and now this could be in music or this can be in any kind of medium. Not that it's a bad thing or you're trying to hide it. But if you're trying to create something different from that, and it's only meant to inspire and to influence, you should be able to take it in and change the presentation, like put it at a different angle. Now, this is where you come in, because <laughs> there was something that you realized, too. All right. I hope I hope so. I hope I can remember my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Bob. My name is Bob. His name, damn, I wish I remember that part in Fight Club. His name was Ba-la-la-la. His name was Ba-la-la-la. But yeah, um, I'm going to get to my part, my original part. But almost, I just want to say, make this one little, this one little blurb thing, yeah. Blurb of boxing? Burb. <laughs> Quick promo plugs. But uh, it kind of makes me want, like, wish and, like, I wish more guys would put the mask on. At least these young guys. Some guys need to put a fucking mask on. Like you could, that can mean literally or like just figuratively. Like, put the mask on and see who you really are. 
which might be like a mind-blowing statement to make just for some people put the mask on let's see who you really are and the mask thing ends up being very ironic because the reason that he did it is to well, he did it for a multitude of reasons but it was like an anti-establishment thing they were they were not that they were i don't think they they had they basically said it i know um was it rosenberg that was saying it or bobby bobito they were saying how he understood that putting like the yeah the map the like the putting on the mask was sort of like counter establishment and like yeah. counter culture, but putting on the mask was so fucking cool and like yeah. very brandy. If that exactly. makes sense. Exactly. It did also did the opposite. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's like almost like you know, it's just a fucking contradiction. Like it, maybe it's maybe it's because of this, because what the mask was actually inspired by, what the actual first mask was, then what it, they designed. I think they then they the original mask, then they designed his own mask. Yeah. The original mask was a like a replica of the mask from Gladiator that Russell Crowe's character would wear. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking about the film industry, and what the film industry. We're talking about what else? I, don't know, but I guess we're talking about the shit that he's trying to turn his back against, like yeah, like the consumerism and the like the fame aspect of things, and also like what? that's a money making thing. That's like a hundred million dollar Oscar mo- winning movie. Oh Russell yeah. Crowe. That's that's multiple nominations and all of that. So that's something that's popular. Then the mad like changing his name because he was Zev Love X, yeah, something like that. I apologize, I wasn't the biggest Doom fan, but he was always referred to as Doom. Yeah, because that's his name. Last name. His last name is Doomalay. Yeah. So, he, so technically, he was always Doom. He was always Doom. And then, so it was Gladiator, and then yo, know, I'm, I'm Doom. MF Metal Face, Metal Fingers, or whatever, everything, motherfucker, Doom, whatever. Yeah. He's the villain. So it's the villain. Then it's the then that aspect, like MF Doom, like Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. the mask. Like I'm just like, that's like another. I don't know. I'm losing the word, but oh, commercial, highly commercial, like commercialized thing. Yeah, these two highly commercial selling things, and you put the mask on to step away from those things. It's interesting that that like dichotomy and like the play that he was using there and the seriousness in it. But back to the part where I. Where I just, where my mind wanders and ties in loose ends and does the whole Deadpool shit and then the Deadpool 2. Real quick, he also did it because he didn't feel like, he didn't want to be judged by his physical appearance. Yeah. If someone was being introduced to him, he didn't want someone to judge his physical appearance and then make a judgment of the music before they heard the music. Yeah, like the ugly fat dude that raps really well? Yeah. Oh, that's him? We don't want that. That's what he didn't want. And they gave the example of like, one of them was like, oh, you know, I used to hear this comedian stand up all the time. Oh, no, no. He was the comedian. And then somebody met him. They did a meet and greet, like, after the show. Yeah. And then went up to him and was like, man, all those times I heard of you or saw you on TV, I thought you were taller. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Bro? And, like, that could change your like what your appreciation with, for them. Yeah, like, what does that have to do with the content I'm delivering? And it shouldn't. So, Tim, how do I, how do I, what's the first thing that you uncovered? The first thing I uncovered was, well, after finding out about his death, I mean, I've always known about MF Doom. Mm-hmm. I, like, I already know, I'm not questioning his lyrical ability, his rapping ability, I already know. He's, he's just not the, he's not the Jay-Z's of the world, commercial-wise, even though, oddly, he might be his, like, he's highly, his parallel. Yeah, he's, he's his upside-down world, like... There's only probably a couple guys that can like touch on his on the same plane, like rapping wise, the Nas's of the world, Kendrick. But but his counterpart from his time is probably Nas and MF Doom, respectively. 
Nas is an MF Doom or Jay Z and MF Doom? Oh, no, I'm saying they're like those three, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're together. So, he, but it's weird. He's highly commercial, commercial, but he's not. But he's not. Yeah. So, so I was, I was looking up. I was doing research on Mad Villainy, uh, between the the little the little group subgroup of him and Mad Lib, which the group is Mad Villain. Mad and he's the villain because he's MF Doom. So the album cover is a basically a portrait of MF Doom, sort of like monotone, gray tone, like not gray tone, but like this very simple portrait and the influence, not that the influence, but the reason the the person that designed it or art directed the piece, they felt like, and I think the whole team, they felt like people know who MF Doom is, but they've never seen him in this like, and there's no like clear cut. This is who MF Doom is. This is the first public image. Technically, yeah. With the mat, like, yeah, this is like, I guess, like this. This is the first public image of him, not as an illustration. Yes. No, yeah, but that's exactly the first so, photograph. This so. is real life, pal. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, we're live, pal. So, like, this is the, this is the moment where, which is crazy. Like, this is the moment, this is the big reveal. And then in retrospect, that is like, they had said it also on the, on their, their show. This was peak Doom. And that's 04. Can I give the quote? So yeah. the album art was created by Stone Throws art director Jeff Jank and based the grayscale photo of Doom and his mask. In an interview, he said back in 03, Doom didn't really have a public image mm-hmm. um, that they knew who he was before he wore a mask. Um, but really, he was a mystery. So he really wanted to get a shot of him on the cover just to make a definitive Doom cover. Specifically, I was thinking of a picture of this man who happened to wear a mask for some reason, as opposed to a picture of a mask. I don't know if the distinction would occur to anyone else, but to me, it was a big deal. I mean, who the hell goes around with a metal mask? What's his story? Exactly. So back to me. <laughs> back to, to the topic. Part. So we got the good insight back there, the good context. So then all when what he just read from i mean it's not no secret we're reading just we're just reading from wikipedia guys it's their 20th anniversary yesterday i believe happy birthday happy birthday lisa wikipedia so um yeah so it goes on to say how then they started having like second thoughts because the album resembled madonna's album madonna which also was like in this sort of like gray tone gray scale uh resemblance looking right at the viewer looking looking right at the viewer like eye to eye contact and so they were worried about that and then decided fuck that we wrote we were still rolling with it but then decided to make a very small move so the guy uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm sorry I love, no i love it uh the guy jeff jank like you said he was a little weary of it but stuck with it and labeled it as the rap version of beauty and the beast mm. so it's almost like this is the these two albums have no fucking connection. No, but they're musically. making. But they just connected these two albums. This is like almost like the the. Oh my god, I lost the word. This, it's almost like not as part two. Like this is its its counterpart. Like this is, these two albums should be joined together technically, almost in a way. But visually, they would be yeah. grouped together. Yeah, yeah. But nothing, sonically, no. Nothing goes together about the two. It does not work. No. They make so they make the one slight move, they add if you know MF Doom, you know Mad Villainy, there is a fucking red orangey tab at the top right corner of this album. As a nod and a nod and a wink to the Madonna album, the red O in Madonna's name. Yeah. And it's funny, I was reading that, like Charles to Madonna's name to being 
I guess, like odd number of letters. And the O yes. being red and, and it's being in the middle. So there's three letters yeah, on the left. seven letters and three, three and three. So three. it splits it perfectly in half. You have this red letter and this O, this circle. And it's a self-titled album. So it's Madonna twice. Madonna. Madonna. And quoted from Jank, needed something distinctive. That's why they added that too. So ended up following both. Yeah. It's a reference and a nod where the influence is coming from, but it also needed like one... You design people know. Yeah. We're talking to you right now. You know when a project needs or that piece that you're working on needs that one last touch, mm-hmm. you know? It needs a so. pop. And that was the pop. And now that you just said that, it's like that album somehow they 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 didn't even they weren't thinking about that album. But as now it's a now for them it's a known reference and launching pad sort of, even though they were influenced by that album, but then they began to be influenced by that album. But they've left that reference. Like I saw the album and then I saw the. I went. I was going back and forth. I was like, "Yo, this is not the same album cover." You only know in context. Yeah, like it's like it's not the same album cover, even no. though it's the same album cover in a sense. And they don't even realize in this case they didn't realize the reference until after the photograph was taken. Yeah, because the feeling was there. The mm-hmm. feeling was the same. So there's there's that reference. Them referencing that. So that's and then now where I go is where your mind where mine goes and takes me i guess there's two within this one yeah there's two so maybe there's three from I, what you had brought i was just about to say there's three <laughs> this is crazy so my mind takes me to from mf doom well to mad villain and mad villainy it takes me to kanye's 2013 piece yeezus the album that comes after his magnum opus, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Which, so we have Yeezus, the album cover is, which was co-designed by Virgil Abloh and probably the Donda team, but more mainly just Kanye and Virgil, at least face value wise. And their, their whole design thing for this was, they wanted this to be the death of the album and the death of the album cover. So if, why it looks like a bootleg if you come from the inner city. Yeah. So if uh, 808s, not 808s, if My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is supposed to be lush and grand. Which had five album covers. Now, yeah. Now we're going to strip it down and go on the opposite end. And yeah. we're going to give you next, it. next to nothing. Yeah. Minimal. <laughs> minimal of minimal. Maximal minimal. <laughs> Max, yeah. I think there's a word for this. Like, it's, oh, it's like, the, the, oh my God. Like the architecture. Like, like maximalist. Oh my God. Oh, like those head, like having something very heavy and then, but like, then shoot down the very thin, like that. We're going to go so, so overboard and over the top. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I, I don't know. The fucking architect It's a period in architecture, but also like in, I think art and culture and shit and music. So yeah, I just realized just now. So I didn't even realize that like gave us five album covers by a fine, like a fine and also like a, by a, he's also a cartoonist and an illustrator, George Kondo. Yeah. We just got like you just said, we just got super luxe, baroque, abstract portraiture. I mean, there's gold foliage. foliage. I can't like, even pronounce the word. Is that that's like, that grand? I can't even pronounce the word. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> it's not even here in existence. So and then the next album is not even a 180. Like I don't know. Technically, it's a 180, but now we literally stripped everything but a CD and a fucking red or a, a red a crystal case tab. Yeah. And then I'm like. <laughs> There's no way, and, and then, then, then your mind started bubbling. Then I I had the lucky opportunity to go. He toured this album, the Yeezus tour, where if if you don't know, 
every night he put on a mask he donned the mask he donned the mask designed by mason martin margella these whatever crystal probably real diamond encrusted mask masks you're just seeing the silhouette of his head yeah you're you're just seeing seeing him you're just seeing the man in the mask and i'm like and i'm sitting there like no way no fucking way i'm i'm crazy i'm the crazy one it's not them it's me it's not y'all it's me i'm the fucking crazy one so then i propose to you bro is it what do you think the chances are that this (laughs) was inspired by mf the cover like him and virgil were influenced or referencing mf doom and the whole rollout is a reference to mf doom and to give context on that Kanye's definitely a fan and knows MF Doom. There's a relationship there. Yeah. They are introduced by Plain Pat when they're working on Fish Scale, which is Ghostface Killer's album. And who and who executive produced I, Ghostface Killer's record, Iron Man, Tony Stark, in the fucking mask. That, well that too, that's another layer. But who executive produced what Fish Scale? Fuck, bro. Plain Pat. And Plain Pat is close with Kanye. Plain Pat, what up? Yeah, exactly. So jump forward a couple years, Plain Pat is connected to Kid Cudi. There's definitely a, the correlation there that whether that be uh, subconsciously or directly, that this album cover was influenced. Again, you're taking influence, inspiration yeah. from that. Like I'm sitting here, like st- I've already had this conversation with you and with myself because yeah. I love to talk to myself and my friends and my three friends on my fingers. <laughs> so I'm just still like mad. It's not even mad in the in the in the best way. Mad. It's just like. A bad in the best way and just like this is like crazy like it's insane in my mind now you can't tell me this album is not inspired that's not it's pull it's pulling from mf from from doom like from the red tab that it's, it's highly and it's crazy we're talking about like yo it's not like it's the same thing but it's not the same thing no like that's the fucking red tab from the top of mad villainy bro so he was able to take that one aspect and then Make it something. And I'm saying that knowing, and if you if you're a fan of Kanye, knowing we if and if you do the research at least, or at most, that we've seen the drafts of this album cover. Yeah. So that that, that tab is pretty consistent. A version of that tab, or and that uh, and also that color is consistent in each design. That's like it's like just each design, yeah. right? I thought there was like another fancier design term that I can pull from my, our past and three-hour critiques. Hey, guys, you're still with us. But that was supposed to make it regardless. Like, that was in. Yeah, I think so. And I, maybe that confirms it for us at least, but without having the privilege to ask Kanye and mm-hmm. Virgil and probably Jose Perez yeah, and uh, Matthew Williams. But that's that's mad villainy. And then, like, then if you bring in the, the tour aspect of it, him going into the mask... And just doing having the freedom to do what he wants on stage is insane because that was that is what that is one of the reasons and core reasons that doom went behind the mask to have the freedom to be the artist that he knew he was so yeah some of y'all may see you put on the mask as you hiding and want to be shielded from the world but him him putting on the mask was him stepping in front of the world full frontal like <laughs> so again to his own interpretation like you took it and then I keep moving my hand, like angle it d- mm-hmm. differently. Like it's really insane. It was, it was a master stroke by a <laughs> these contradictions and these 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 puns. A master stroke by a not so noticed genius or acknowledged genius, and I guess in the mainstream mm-hmm. 
in the mainstream sense of that of what I said. Sorry, I'm not slow. Um, but in a sense, he was very mainstream. Like Jesus alone. <laughs> this is very. We're talking about now. We're talking about. You're telling me the it's a Grammy nominated album. Grammy nominated album from a twenty twenty plus. I don't want to get the the number wrong, so I'm gonna say because I know it's definitely twenty plus Grammy nominated artists and probably the greatest artists that we will see. He's the greatest artist post Michael and Prince musically at least, and he, but he also transcends his own his genre of music. So I'll I'll, I'll say that. Well, who's to say that that MF Doom wasn't commercial when look at the people he's influenced? Yeah. When, so when the people that are on the radio, this album has made top everything lists, uh, has been rated five, four, four and a half, five stars, eight point two on Pitchfork, all of that. Um, like you talking about Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like for an artist of that magnitude to pull from so, someone that's in the perception lower. Yeah. Very much lower. Like it, he is the low. Like underground. Well, he is the underground. Technically, in a sense, a certain to a certain demographic, mm-hmm. and then I'm also thinking like my first sort of my first interaction with Doom is not even music, so you can't tell me he's not commercial. My first interaction with Doom is through sneakers or a sneaker, is the Nike SBs. High, high, yeah, they're high. They're definitely high. I remember they call them that. Yeah, the high dunks. Yeah, the MF Dooms. Which are like black with a little like gray and then red laces and has like his mask on him. It has a, a graffiti, little, right? It says Doom. Yeah, it got Doom and the graffiti Doom. Just like by the ankle. Yeah, these are the MF Dooms that my friend had. Shout out to Quasi. Had the. <laughs> he's still the only one to this day that I know. Maybe, I think maybe one more kid. Kid. One more dude had them. <laughs> but he was the first person to have them. And that was like my. That was my friend. And I was just like, yo. For forgot the MF dudes, like well, he's not playing. This ain't practice. No, it's not practice at all. Like, so that's like my first interaction with somebody who's technically I shouldn't even know about. He's a fucking ghost. He comes and goes as he pleases. It's insane. But yeah, it's still he's with the very active. fucking active wear giant. Technically, we should start calling him a fashion label, a fashion line, a house. Mm-hmm. The, I think they start doing they do that House of Nike the Haas Haas H-A-U-S <laughs> not Charlie Haas but the Haas of Nike of Achilles the god both gods technically I think Achilles the god the demigod don't be getting mad at me hello Brad Pitt <laughs> but yeah so the sneakers it's just like it's amazing the guy that turned his back on commercial in the mainstream is living so actively in the and I know a lot of you, but we're much younger than the core demographic and group of MF Doom fans and loyalists. I'm just saying, like, like Juan Epstein called the episode. Technically, it's MF. It's technically it's Juan Epstein is Doom because they were saying we don't want to play with like in with death. They're yeah. not playing with death, but technically it is Juan Epstein is dead. Mm-hmm. But they're not playing with death because they're referencing De La Soul's De La Soul's dead album. Yeah, exactly. So, the reason I bring that up is like, as long as we're bringing you stuff like this or just in anything, MF Doom is never dead. That whole like, you're not, you don't, what is it? It's like, uh, I don't know the actual term, phrase, but it's like, you're alive as long as the last person that remembers you type of thing. 
Yeah. And I know that play that that's actual like that plays into like the Disney movie Coco. Really? Like, yeah, because they, they got the kid. I gotta re, I gotta rewatch that movie because I was watching it with my nephew, my man Micah, man, my main, my Shout main, my him. main man. Always with the cool shirts. So <laughs> I gotta get guys, people. If you think I dress well, I just I just I'm just pulling it from Micah, man. The cool graphics. <laughs> but yeah, so I really now nah, yeah I really have to watch that movie. Yo, shout out to Disney and Pixar. They've been they've been selling us some deaf shit, and it's been going over our heads. Like Coco was about deaf. You don't know how wild that is. I'll tell you after the show how <laughs> wild that is. And you just said that. Like Coco is some deaf shit. The one that's getting like a lot of a lot of praise right now is um Soul. The new one. With yeah, Jamie the Fox. new one. Yeah, with Jamie. Take your money when I'm in need. So, which is deaf. What like it's just interesting now. Like these these, these kitty movies, and with them with some like really deep shit here, but. I'll rewatch it. I'll rewatch it. And the, but they're dealing with like the kid. Like they go into like depth. Like I guess the afterlife. Yeah. And one of the guys, one of the characters, he's like sort of like he's trying to pass over to some like to I guess like the higher place in like after you die. If he doesn't do like if it doesn't happen in time because the last person that remembers him is going to die is dying or is dying. So that makes him die completely. So we may not be here like physically, which I know is like frightening. Cause trust me, I'm a, like I'm scared as shit of this shit. Mm. So we're not here physically, but as long as the last person that's alive remembers us, we always gonna be here. Legacy lives on. So the impact that goes out the doom metal face. That goes out to the fucking snake. There's a lot of snakes, but that goes out to the fucking black mamba, the same beast, but many different animals. Kobe Bean Vino. Number 8, 24. 24. 33. 10. 10. <laughs> I wish we could remember his combine number, 253. So you said it added up to 8, right? So 25. I remember you told me something like that. His like his like combine, not a combine, his workout jersey. Yeah, added up to 8. Yeah, so I wish we would like know that. Remember that combination. You probably do. Two, it's probably two. Right? Two. It was three, it's three numbers. Maybe it was one, two, five. Yeah. So. 8. Kobe Bean Vino Entertainment Rucker Park Number 8 The Lord of the f- The Lord, Lord, of, say, Lord of the Flies Lord of the Rings Oh he was fly <laughs> Kobe Bryant uh, My man Pop Smoke This is not This is not a sad episode but I did it Chadwick Boseman Yo shout out to Chad Legends never die And heroes never die But yeah This, this is not the deaf episode But then again if, if Disney and Pixar Can give y'all deaf And y'all love it Why can't we give y'all deaf But we're deaf D-E-F Deaf But then the last There's one more There's one more There's one more pal there's one more connection. See, did I forget? So in that conversation that we had, I started to look at stuff too, just to get the same kind of background that you got. Then I read Deeper something down the hole interesting. Because you were like, is this too far-fetched to think that, that Yeezus cover could be influenced by the Mad Villainy cover? Yeah. And I'm looking through. And I'm try- I was also trying, every time I was going through that, you can keep going looking. I was yeah. like, did I did I forget that? Did I forget that I heard them say that? Like, I'm still pondering, did they ever reveal that? In any type of like conversation right if you're recalling something that you heard or yeah. if it's your own original thought yeah so I, I found it so jeff jank the guy that art directed the the cover for mm-hmm. mad villainy he said while working on it he drew inspiration from king crimson's in the court of oh yes, yes. the crimson king i read that i was like i know king crimson which was a progressive rock band they're from london from the late 60s 70s i'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit my part so then I was like, wait, in the court of the Crimson King? Oh, let me see this cover. When I saw the cover, I knew about it. 
this is one of the most highly acclaimed albums by mm -hmm. them and albums of all music. That's one. And I was like, wait, this motherfucker. And I was saying, this just like that. <laughs> this album contains the song, drum roll, 21st Century Schizoid Man. 21st Century Schizoid Man. Which was sampled in power by who? Kanye West. This is this is we're not that. making this shit up. Like I'm still like I'm uh, still blown away by this information. It's inspired. By, Kanye samples that song. Mad Villainy was referencing the designer was referencing was trying to draw inspiration because that cover. Sorry to cut you off. Like a mad like person. Like oh. it's in your face too. It's an illustration. Yeah. It maybe even looks like a watercolor painting. Yeah. But it's it's a very close up of you're getting the mouth. The nostrils, like you're, yeah. you're going up the tunnel and you're getting, the <laughs> you're getting the eyes. Yeah. So, and then that's there, right? That's it, right there. And then, like, Kanye references, not even right, he samples a song from that album on My, Be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the album that comes before Jesus. Jesus, that we're saying is influenced, that's being, that pulls reference from Mad Villainy. And we don't know if he knows that or not, but yeah. you see, they're already in the same kind of realm of thinking. Like these, un maybe they're unconscious. These unconscious moves that are being made, which is just crazy. Then also, like, as I'm sitting here, like, also makes me think, like, like we're all in this shit together, bro. Like, yeah. even if we don't realize what we're being influenced by, if we just, like, happen to hear it, and then for some reason our brain and mind just locks that shit in somewhere. In the vault. In the memories museum. So, like, that's why I say, like, a lot, like, I'm a huge proponent of, like, this statement. Like, we're always just, like, practicing and, like, learning. Like... I'm sitting there on the bus, fucking hurt, <laughs> hurt and mad. I'm on the bus, not my glasses fogged up, looking like Sub Zero, looking like Bernie today, <laughs> looking like Bernie. <laughs> Just dread on the bus, and I'm listening to the conversations, and I'm looking out the window, looking at the clouds, looking at the filming clouds, filming it, filming it. <laughs> Hope you catch the reference. Yeah, if you do, that means you watch the videos. <laughs> Top ten. And <laughs> you follow the page. <laughs> but yeah, man, then like at some point, I mean I'm not planning it. Sometimes I do plan it or harness it. Like somehow the shit all the shit that surround me is like in the things that I make. And, like it comes back in some it, form. It comes back to you. So don't be mad at practice and like laugh at practice unless you AI. So and not y'all motherfuckers ain't AI. I'm not AI. You don't want to be AI. <laughs> you don't want to be artificial intelligence. <laughs> you don't want to be, uh, what's his name? Oswald. What's his name? Talking about from the movie. Joe, yeah. <laughs> Joe 3H from Capitol Records. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I guess that's sort of like not even full circle, but some type of like ends to a point, and then we begin again. I think for anyone that listens to that, that does something... Um, I'm trying to stay away from creative, but there's some kind of, there's some kind of artist, you know, that uh, goes through a process of working on something to make something from that process mm -hmm. to, um, yes, always like be observant, always pull from your influences, but how can you make it where you still are giving it its unique identity and it's not drawing so much like, you know, in context and you may know from research or through these revealing conversations where you drop gems through these swords of uh, revealing light. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Whack ass line. Um, <laughs> Whack ass shirt. <laughs> I've seen that before. 
Yeah, Macy's. <laughs> but yeah, you look you look at it and it's its own breathing thing. Mm-hmm. And only in context do you find out the roots of it. You yeah. Know? This is probably a million metaphors, but you see you see the height of the tree, but you're not seeing all of its height. If yeah. you really see how far the roots extend, mm-hmm. we still appreciate that. And damn, and I feel like not that I've heard somebody say. I heard. I feel like I've heard somebody say something similar. It might have might have been. I think it might have been like my amazing friend Marilyn. I think it was something like I don't know. Maybe with my other amazing friend Egypt. Hey, friends. Former guests on the show. Former guests on the show. They're very amazing and beautiful people. Um, I think it's like like you said. Like we see the height of the tree, but it's like not as like like you see the tree and you see the height of a tree. Like imagine. Which you don't see. Yeah. Like there's a reason that looks like that. What's the the flip side of that look like? It's like the same. All those roots. They're extending. It's a mirror. As above, so below. Um, And especially, like, it's not just me being, like, an educator in quotations, but... um, Professor Donald? <laughs> I'm off the clock, B. This is about the clock, B. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Trip it. Like for young designers, mm-hmm. I keep referring to the designers because that's what we do. But make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, was it still like an artist? That's the, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the name good, of the good, book. Like, good artist copy. Yeah, it comes from that line. Yeah, great artist still. Like There's a artist, change yeah. that's been made. It's not just being like. <laughs> I don't know if this applies or not, but remember when um, when Bugs Bunny put the water in the in the water bottle and he wrote Michael's secret <laughs> stuff. Michael's secret stuff. He changed it from water to the secret stuff, uh-huh. but <laughs> great reference, by the way. All of that is to say, is how can you give it its own identity? Those findings for the stuff that we're into, and I guarantee you that there's other versions of that for whatever you, the listener, is into. That exists too, and, yeah. and like that's why we marvel at this. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe it. We gotta go to the studio and talk about it. Okay. I gotta, <laughs> and I gotta go home with my man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that's why it's exciting because, like, finding the, the, all those correlations, and then you're discovering new stuff. Yeah. And you you I guess if you like the source that much, you're gonna like it too. I never heard of King Crimson, but I love that cover, and I haven't dove into their music. Yeah. But like now I'm aware. Yeah. Imagine how many other doors that would open. Yeah. Exactly. The doors. <laughs> stop, bro. Stop. We gotta stop. Stop it, man. But uh, <laughs> what was I thinking about this? Oh, I've been thinking. Obviously, as you've been, as you've been, so eloquently and beautifully and poetically rapping, <laughs> rapping and and waning, um, t waning, t waning, t painting. Um, like I was just like a like looking at. I'm like in my head. I'm visualizing these three album covers that have nothing to do with each other. But their evolutions. But of, it's like this evolution. It's like the evolution of I don't know if it's evolution of them or just like or the evolution of design of of a design of or of an idea. Or, or and sometimes and the funny about that I had and I sort of like Kanye does connect back through does connect back to Madonna. Yeah, it does like complete the circle of these three artists. Are you thinking because of the MTV thing? Which part? I guess just being. I felt like he was like a next being like a fucking vanguard like that like Michael Jackson award being like the next MTV star technically yeah 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 you gotta either he's performing last or yeah first or he's top billing just Mm -hmm. creating his own thing and I'm going I'm going in the middle in the fucking Playboy suite in Vegas exactly exactly with T Pain talking about how good this life is Mm -hmm. yeah that's I think it's definitely that 
also, but I'm like, I remember that he worked with Madonna on um, Hard Candy. If you remember that album, that was hers. Yeah, I think <sighs> he produced something. I think he produced a lot of a, a, some. A, I don't want to say a lot, but only reason I listened to that album, me and my friend, my shout out to Darren, shout out to Flo Escobar, um, Hey Pa. <laughs> <laughs> um, only reason we listen to that album, even though we're music connoisseurs, we don't discriminate on genres. <laughs> but only reason we listen to that album because we knew that Kanye produced some shit on the album. So I feel like that's not enough connection that completes the circle. That's the entry point. Well, Kanye produced it. Must be hot. Yeah, it's just like that. And then it's crazy. This we haven't talked about him on this, right as of like right now in this like time frame. But off air and just I mean we're always off air. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even have air. Like, <laughs> in our dumbass conversations. Um, like Pharrell. Listen here. I mean, we said this before. If you listen, he's already done talked about two shows. I think and brought up two, three shows. Yeah, shoot. Like, we're not afraid to tell you where we're pulling from, where we're referencing from, what we're watching. We will drop the plugs and ads for them. We're fans. We respect these people. On Noriega and DJ FEFN's Drink Champs podcast on on Revolt. Revolt, you can pick us up your Diddy swag. I wear all white. Puffy, I wear. Yo, I was trying to wear all white today. I got white pants on right now. Bye. Like I got the Deli on on my desk at home. There's a lot of Brooklyn in here right now. I got the Deli on. And shout out to Deli on the Diddy. Shout out to Sean Brown. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Yeah, so they were talking about Pharrell. He had brought up, I don't know if you listened yet, but he had brought up that album Hard Candy during like that run with him and Chad who make up the Neptunes. So it was just crazy that like these circles get complete and restarted, like these endings and beginnings and endings again. Around and around we go. So Where it stops, nobody knows. So I, I don't know, once y'all listen to this, I want y'all to like hear some homework. Like just look at those three albums and like I'm just in my head, I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Like I'm seeing like the Vox YouTube video of like with the amazing motion graphics. Yeah, y'all let me work for Vox. <laughs> Yo, exactly that shit. Like I'm seeing like the albums floating, like hovering and bouncing a little bit, and like and then stripping the the commonalities. Yes, right? yeah. Like, <sighs> that fucking red O. Like it's the red O. I mean, it's more it's the portrait. At least for those two albums, the portrait. But the through line. Is the red the, the uses of that color, and it's not even in the oh, it's the color. This whoop whoop whoop, just color. Because technically, the two albums are gray, and one album technically doesn't even have a fucking color. As like the no, main no, thing, it doesn't. But, there's there's no booklet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, like it's just I don't know. Just I just Google those three albums, maybe the four albums, the King Crimson yeah. album also, which that, that that contains red too. And Crimson is a red. And I just, oh my God. The album cover, bro. Which one? You thought of something else. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking color, bro. Yo, color theory is amazing. Yo, y'all, please. I mean, I think most of our audience, all 12 of you, <laughs> are graduates of our, our art in design or design graduates. Yeah, I had art appreciation. You had painting one, intro to painting, and color theory. And speaking of color theory, shout outs to Chris Kep, who passed away a couple years ago, taught me color theory in community college. So I bought them uh, color rate cards, $35 for the smallest box for no reason, but I still have them today. So. OD, shout out to Barbara Pogue. <sighs> Fucking color aids. 
but yeah, I guess another like connection here from the King Crimson album that he was pulling from for Mad Villainy. You were describing the illustration of the album, and then I'm thinking like then, but the song, a song on that album, Kanye sampled, but then uh, George Kondo did the album covers. I know where you're the gonna. five album covers, and I believe there's one on there of like a depiction of like Kanye or like of depending if you want to just be more broad of a black man, a black male figure with like a, a open jaw and like several teeth, almost in a very like goosebump way with the the ventriloquist cover, like almost like a ventriloquist like thing. Yeah, it's like his. What what's happened is like so he's known for his chubby cheeks. Yeah, like has prominent cheekbones, mm-hmm. and they've given him four mouths and like widen his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I just can found, I see it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like I'm I'm drawing like connection to that because it's a very distorted face. Yeah, and then <laughs> so I'm like all right, that's sort of like of a similarity from the albums. If you know, I sound very like calm right now. I'm like, but you're popping on the inside. I'm like I'm dead. Like you said, like. What you said, you said, um, you said something, something, I'm dead and this person's something. When this person gets gifts, they pop. Oh, and I'm When you dead. get gifts, you're yeah, dead. I'm dead. You die. Like, this popping and I'm dead. So as I'm in my head figuring out this another like commonality or similarity or another dot in the circle, the color of the fucking album. I was just going to say that. It's a red square. <laughs> Amazing, right? <sighs> And this is for my beautiful Dark Toasted fans. Yes. I, I just I hope it's all not true. I hope it is. I hope it's all not true. And I just wasted I wasted this this these last couple of weeks of my life. <laughs> this is insane. All I want is that when I'm on a deathbed, somebody tap me on the shoulder like, You were right. And I'm like, Hi, oh, I know. And I, I know. And I go out. <laughs> That's like, damn, bro. So I'm sorry I need to start writing this shit down Where I like Just like little things that Yo Patreon we, We're trying to save up For a notebook Can you guys <laughs> like, help us Like I need to write this shit down So that like like Stops me in my tracks Of sort of mm-hmm. Um What was I watching I was watching something And yeah, That whole I know part Star Wars Oh 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 Yeah I, I know the story I don't think there's a story, but I I, 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 I tapped one of those horrible tabs. Not that it's horrible, but I know this tab. If I click on this thing, it probably is gonna try to kill my computer. Like oh, one of those sites. Yeah, with the, so many ads. Yeah, and they have, but it's like they have like these lists, like you didn't things that you didn't know about movies. Yeah, so it was like one of those like lists. But it was like 30, 50, dim, like... And it takes forever to get to the next page? Yeah, I'm like, why is there so many next? Like, can they just give me 10? Like, I'm okay that, with 10. And on the second to last one, you get an ad? Probably. Yeah. So, one of them was, one of the sort of list was, oh, 10, whatever, blah, 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 that you didn't know wasn't originally in the script. Oh, yeah, I know the story. I never knew that part that when in, in the best fucking Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. that when Lay- Layla, <laughs> Leia... Princess Leia tells Hans before he's going in. I wish I knew the actual name of the thing. He was going to go into the Carbonite. The Carbonite. Because he was just captured by... Jabba. Yeah. And um, Boba Fett. Yeah. Shasta Boba. If I'm going to say this. He's back. If you know, you know. This is a big moment for us geeks out here in the world. In yeah. the land. In a far, far land. <laughs> land far, far away. Galaxy far away. Yeah. So he's going down and Layla... Layla, Layla why am I thinking Layla? Layla says... What is it? I love you. Yeah. Some shit like that. And, and he's supposed... Okay. So he's supposed ahead. to say, I love you. But 
he ad-libs. He felt that the Han Solo character wouldn't respond. He's, what is he? He's a space cowboy. He's yeah. always, like, on the run. Yeah, like a know? fucking buccaneer and pirate. Not that he's a loose man, but he's, like, he's not in one place very long. So he's probably not going to commit to something. Yeah. Now he's met Princess Leia, who he's into. Um, he didn't feel that the character would respond with, I love you. So she goes, I love you. And he goes, I know. Exit Han Solo. And then they take him away. And script land. And screenplay land. Exit Han Solo. So when you said, like, hope when I'm on my deathbed or whatever it is, you were right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it takes me back to that, like, I know. Like, bitch, I know. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm Han Solo. Come on now. That's what I do. I know. So clearly, if you don't know by now, we're fucking madmen and no, we're just having fun. Shout to Don Draper. Um, we're just having fun. We just have been playing. We just just practicing, just practicing, just play, play. But we ain't playing. Let, let, let's propose we just we're just playing. But <laughs> I'm winging it now. Yeah, I. That's say this never gets picked up. No, we're just playing here. We're just practicing here, man. And just practice. Never overlook practice and whatever you do. And I think if you look at it like practice, you're always, that's like welcoming things. You're allowing yourself to be open-minded to the things mm-hmm. that come. Please read the room. That too. That too. Have your, all, all your eyes open. Please. I don't know. <laughs> and don't think that something can't work without trying it at least. I'm going to say this. I'm, I, I don't know if I've said it before in here to like a specific guest or just been saying it. I think I have because I'm just, I suck and my memory sucks sometimes and I repeat myself. But, 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 but you're the best. <laughs> like, just don't be afraid to step off, man. Like, I'm telling you as a person that's like immensely afraid of doing things and shy. It's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You got to have some type of like faith and trust that... Something's gonna be there to meet you, and I've gotten that. Fucking both of us, not even just that's just not to me. Both of us, and I'm other, I'm an immense amount of people, not immense, but a select group amount of people know, know where I'm referencing from. I'm not gonna say their name, and that's not even out of like disrespect, that's out of the most highest respect. That's almost like I gotta put on the mask. It's better that you don't know, yeah, if you don't know, but we know. Yo, you just gotta trust that something's gonna be there to meet you. Step the fuck off, bro. Like, stop being scared. Be a different animal already. The fuck are you afraid of? We're all going, we're all fucking zooming to the same red light, bro. It's not not a stop sign. It's not a yield. No. (laughs) It's not flashing yellow light. It's a hard yellow. Red light, green light, one, two, three. (laughs) It's a red light that we're all crashing to. It's going to make me want to sing now. (laughs) Red light, green light, red light. (laughs) So, yeah, man, just like, yo. Stop saying and do that shit in some capacity in anything. I don't know. Any other closing comments? I think we did our job. Um, I mean, I, I've said this to you off air in another studio. Far, far away. Far, far away. Not with expensive equipment, but still with expensive somethings in it. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. If that makes sense, hopefully. Magazines. Uh, uh, magazines. A lot of magazines. <laughs> Um, and this is also a reference to somebody else that we both have a connection to. A lot of people have a not, good amount. Good amount. Hopefully, all for you. May I, if I don't know if you're gonna get it when I say it, I hope you'll I get a of it, a part of it. Like, okay. So you like any like closing statements? I don't know, man. Like, have you ever seen the Chevy with the butterfly doors? 
Starting as a habit. Get like me. Get like me. Exit Kijo. If you enjoy the show and what we're doing in conversations like this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. If you would like to follow the show, follow us on Instagram at Thanks for the Convo, T H N X F O R D A C O N V O. Yes, now I know how to spell. Finally, <laughs> The Rock is back. <laughs> if you smell. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to enjoy these great conversations, there's a plethora of episodes already on there. 20 plus episodes that we orchestrated, conceived, brewed, designed, (laughs) constructed last year. They're all available for you to listen. And hopefully, uh, maybe one of you guys can uh, make it onto the show. If not, we're just riding solo dolo for the rest of the year. (laughs) Now I'm just trying to make this guy laugh. For the legit sidekick... (laughs) for the host with the most this has been thanks for the convo peace out (laughs) yo r.i.p them draws too (laughs) that's amazing